Hey all, I'm Kevin Kaufman, one half of the Kevin and Fred Show. This is our podcast and we thank you so much for listening to it, where we bring you real estate information five days a week. On Monday, I interview an expert in the industry. On Tuesday, we bring to you the industry headlines, all of the happenings over the last seven days going on in the industry. On Wednesdays and Fridays, we bring you a segment called iMinute, which is all about the iBuyer space in a short one to two minute format. And on Thursdays, we bring to you our weekly business tips. So sit back, relax, enjoy the podcast. We would love to hear your feedback. Welcome to the Kevin and Fred Show. Hey guys, Kevin here. And today's guest on our show is John Holston. John is an agent who uh, is got a cool story. Fairly new in the industry, actually, still uh, hasn't been around that long, but has had some really massive success. Uh, and it was kind of cool to hear his story and the way he's uh, built his business along the way and, and along the path, and how he started helping other agents to do the same. So uh, I think you're going to enjoy this. Uh, there's always something to learn uh, from listening to great agents around the country. Uh, so please enjoy this episode with John Holston. Uh, and hopefully, you know, obviously this was recorded prior to the COVID-19, sort of most of the country anyways, being, uh, being asked to stay home. Uh, so this was recorded well before then. Uh, we didn't have any of that foresight here. So, um, you know, hopefully you are staying safe, staying sane. Um, and are uh, doing well. So if you need something, uh, I want you to know that Fred and I are here for you. You can reach out. You can reach us through Next Level Agents on Facebook. You can reach us just on regular Facebook or Instagram, whatever you need. Uh, if you need some help, need something to share, whatever, please don't hesitate. We, we need to all come together now more than ever before. So hope you're doing well and enjoy today's episode with John Holston. All right, Next Level Agents, we're back. And uh, today, I'm super excited about this episode. John Holston is my guest, and uh, I'm excited to have this conversation with him and talk about his success, not only in the real estate industry and what he's done here uh, in, early on in his career, but how he's kind of built that up and started to help others as well inside uh, of the real estate industry. So, John, first of all, thanks a lot for taking the time to be here. I really appreciate it. Uh, I know you've got a busy schedule. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Excited yeah. to be here as well. Awesome. So, John, why, why don't we do this? Well, start at the beginning. Tell us a little bit, of, I mean, not the very beginning, but talk to us about your real estate journey. How long have you been in real estate now? And uh, what I'm always interested in learning from people in our business is how did you find yourself in the real estate industry? What was, was there an event? What, what was it that led you to the real estate industry? Right. All right. Well, starting from the beginning, uh, I was born at a very young age. Um, no, <laughs> well, I was, but yeah. uh, here's the deal. Uh, I uh, have been in real estate for eight years. Uh, before real estate, I was in law enforcement for about 20 years. And before law enforcement, uh, I was in TV news. So I've had kind of a varied career here in the same uh, community, which has been super helpful uh, for my business in, in building my uh, sphere. And uh, I love real estate. I got into it really because of my passion for people, right? Um, it wasn't about the money, although we need that to, to uh, survive. It's nice. <laughs> Very much about my passion for relationship and people dovetailed well uh, with police work 
you know, so anyway, I've uh, had a great first eight years, love the career and looking forward to uh, a lot more to come. Awesome. So, um, all right. So let's, let's do this too. Just for listeners at home, where are you at? What, 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 uh, what part of the country are you in? So I am in Fort Collins, Colorado, which is in the Northern Colorado, about an hour North of Denver in the front range. Great area, by the way. Love, love that whole part of the country. So awesome. So, so you've been in the real estate business for eight years. What was it that led you to, to get into real estate? You know, um, frankly, I had never even thought about real estate, but what I did is I was considering a career change just for the, the uh, reason of wanting to build my own business. And I wasn't sure exactly what I was going to do. And so I started asking some friends, you know, what do you think I would do well? I mean, what do you think I would, a, a, good, um, a good path for me would be? And I had two or three people say, you should look into real estate. That could be really good for you. And uh, they said, you relate well with people. You are easy going. You're uh, uh, easy to get along with. You should maybe look at that. And I did. I started started talking to to some other realtors and and looked at uh, the possibility. And I thought, you know, I think I could I could really get into this. Now, what I did, Kevin, is uh, I I created what I call the Council of Twelve. Okay, and I got twelve friends who I trusted implicitly. And I sat down with them individually, put out my business plan in front of them, which was on a scratch pad, by the way, um, and uh, said, you know what, am I being stupid or is this something that might work? 10 of them said, hey, you should do this. Uh, One said, it might work, it might not. And one said, you're crazy. Uh, So I went with the majority rule and uh, jumped into it and felt pretty comfortable at that point. And uh, that's how I got into it. The fact that you even had a, a, a business plan on a scratch pad or not, first of all, got you uh, five steps ahead of most of us. That, that's for sure. No wonder you had uh, so much success early on. Um, you know, when our paths first crossed or I was first kind of, uh, you were brought into my awareness. One of the things that stuck out to me was you had closed 40, 47 deals your first year as a as a solo agent, as a brand new agent. Um, and the reality is, is that first year is so hard for most. Um, I'm curious, like, how did you, what is it that you did? Could you attribute those 47 closings in that first year, all that success? Uh, what, what was it? So uh, you and I were talking about this uh, kind of before we were on, but there's something I call the five pillars of success. And there's, and, uh, I think I had five things in place uh, with my career that was super helpful. Uh, happy to get in those if you want me to. Um, but, uh, you know, I was 41 years old when I started been in our community for 25 years, three different careers, real estate being the third, had a large sphere of influence. And I think that my large sphere, uh, my natural kind of my skills and abilities uh, fit well with that. Um, and and I, I think I approached it the right way as far as putting the money into the business and, and uh, working it hard. This is not, this is not a game. This is not a game. Now you can, you can do whatever you want, right? I mean, if people want to be a, a part-timer and, and that's great. There's no wrong. That's not wrong. It's just don't expect to live. Uh, don't, don't expect a full-time income on part-time work. Right. Yeah. Totally agree. Um, yeah. So, but that is, so I think one, I had the, the different pillars in place to do well. Um, the sphere was huge and uh, man, I, I, I just think my connections in the community was a big part of it. 
and then getting the word out to people about what I was doing. And I, I had a reputation of someone who was uh, honest and would take care of people and, and people overlooked my inexperience, right. To get started. So I think that's, and I think that's pretty normal. I mean, I think if you build those relationships with people and you may not have the most experience, but um, if, if you've got a reputation, it'll take you a long way. And I think yeah. that's pretty Absolutely. So, you know, we did, we talked about the, those five pillars, which I want to make sure we absolutely get into today, because I think there's a lot of value there for, for the listener. Um, before we do that, tell me, uh, so were you already consciously aware of those five pillars? Like that was a thing in your world or you now that's okay. So that's like yeah, looking that's, back. No, this is something I, as I reflected Got it. on my, my time in real estate, I've come up with, well, what was it that uh, started me off? Uh, with a boom, you know, and I, I think as I've reflected on that, it's like, I, I think whenever we get into it, people will see that and I see how that's kind of useful, but no, it wasn't on my radar before uh, I got into to real estate. I'm just thankful that they happen to fall into place. For awesome. Sure. So tell me about that. So your progression. Um, so you, so cause obviously you've been in real estate for a while now, you start you come right out of the gates, hot 47 closing. That, that's a fantastic rookie year. Uh, and I know that you've closed, you know, hundreds, of, I, I thought I read some like 400, more than 400 deals in the first six years of your career, which is, which is phenomenal. Um, and tell me, so has you, so do you have you, did you start to develop a team? What was like year two? You still, know? Kevin, I still don't have a team. Um, and I'll tell you, I, I've thought about it. Um, but well, I have a support, I have an amazing business manager uh, okay. and she works with me. So I'm, the, I'm a single agent. So I'll close, you know, probably between 60 and 70 deals this year as a single agent, but with Bethany helping me uh, with all the administrative work, she does so much for me. Um, so that really gives me a life. It allows me to focus on a uh, relationship, uh, getting to, I drink a lot of coffee. I'm actually getting kind of burnt out on coffee, but uh, drink a lot of coffee, meet people for lunch a bunch and get to do the the uh, buyer interviews and listing agreements and negotiating contract writing, the fun stuff. Right. So, and then uh, Bethany takes a huge load off of the administrative stuff. So that's how I've been able to maintain it. I am, I'm getting to a point with some stuff we'll talk about later. Um, I'm going to have to change direction a little bit on my individual selling. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I don't have the team yet. We'll so, okay. I want to ask you about that though, because in a, it, over, especially, gosh, I, when I look back over the last eight years, um, as you've come up through through the industry, building a team has been so like so prevalent out there, right? Um, did you was you were you consciously resisting that? I'm curious why, because I I talked. The reason I'm asking this, John, is I talked to so many agents, whether it's uh, people I'm interviewing like this for for the podcast, or just because I know them in person, see them at a conference, something, or or in our Facebook group. And there's this almost like need, this feeling of needing to build a team because it's like must be what's next. And, and I'm constantly counseling people, which is kind of funny because we do have a, fa a fairly large team here in my, in my real estate sales business. But I'm, I, feel, I, I find myself constantly counseling people against doing that. Um, I'm curious, what was it to, I know things are changing. You've got some other stuff going on that we're going to talk about, but what, what was it that made you go, no, I'm going to keep this small. I'm going to have this business manager and bring in some administration and, 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 you know, operational type support. What was, what was that decision like? 
I will tell you that uh, my first, I'm at my second brokerage. I'm at Windermere Real Estate in Fort Collins right now. Before that, uh, I was with another uh, amazing company that I love. It's called The Group Real Estate. It's, yeah, everybody knows who The Group is. They're amazing. Group, and so I was one of the agents over there in um, fantastic company. But the way their structure is set up is it's, it's broker-owned. So everybody pays the same share, okay? So it was hard to financially make the numbers work by, you know, because if you're an agent, you're paying, this, everyone's paying the same. So you couldn't structure it so it would financially work. It's kind of a, because if everyone's paying the same and you as a lead, team lead, right? Um, it, it could get dicey and it just didn't make a whole bunch of sense for people okay. to build a team. It was more kind of a, a lone wolf thing, okay? Now what we did there is a lot of filling in for each other, like a lot of people do in different different companies. Um, and, and that's the one thing when it comes to not having a team that's tough is whenever you need, you need some downtime. But what I've done is instead of having a team, I've identified very competent people, people I'm, com I'm confident will give a world-class experience to my clients. And um, I compensate them hourly. I, I just make sure I take care of them really well. And so people want to help and they want to jump in, but we don't have a financial connection other than just an hourly deal. And that's worked out really well for me. So that's cool. Now it's not that I, again, I, I think I'm considering the team approach a little bit more now because of some developments, but um, I'm not sure exactly how that's going to look, but I've just preferred, I, I'm a control freak, Kevin. I, I have so, I mean, you know, my business model is so simple. It's help you buy your house or sell your house the right time, the right price, manage the whole uh, experience because we sell an experience, right? We don't sell yep. a process. We sell an experience. Um, and then have them get to the end of that and go, that was absolutely incredible. You know, and if you read Zillow reviews, I think we do that. I think we do that well. I think people feel that way. Um, so I'm a control freak. And so I have a hard time handing things off to other people to make sure they're going to take care of things the way I do. But I found Bethany and she does it, does it very, very well. And then I choose agents to help me that I'm confident will do the same. Awesome. Okay. So you and I were also talking, um, you know, prior to, prior to hitting record on this conversation about uh the four myths in real estate and you, and what you also referenced earlier, the five pillars. Um, talk, talk to me about those. Like where did those come from and, and tell me about them? Yeah. Well, I think uh, if, if you ask someone, Hey, why do you want to get into real estate? Right. Cause people will say, Hey, I, I'm interested in get, about getting in real estate. And I'll say, well, what interests you? And usually one of these four things at least pops up. Right. And there are what I call four myths of real estate. And number one uh, is that uh, it will uh, be easy money, right? Easy money. And uh, that's a myth. It is not easy money, right? You can make a lot of money in real estate, but it is not easy money. Flexible schedule. Wouldn't it be nice to have a flexible schedule, right? But if you're going to take this job seriously, it's not, you're not going to have flexibility. Some people, a lot of people are are uh, familiar with Larry Kindle, who is the, the author of uh, Ninja Selling, which is uh, a fantastic book that I recommend people read. But I ran into to Larry one day in our office because he was the founder of the group real estate. 
and uh, he said, John, how you doing? And I said, man, I feel really out of balance. And he said, well, you're a rookie. There is no balance, right? Now, coming from a guy who's very careful about protecting his time, he was just saying, when you're starting off and you're in that jet and you're taking off, um, it doesn't feel very flexible. And you've got to be prepared for that. Number three, a lot of people just feel that business is going to fall into their lap, falls out of the sky, right? Comes to them naturally. Wouldn't that be nice as well? But that's not exactly how it works. So uh, there's a lot of hard work behind uh, getting clients and developing that sphere. It's not going to likely fall into your lap. Sometimes it will. And that's nice when it happens. Uh, And then uh, the fourth one is just that it's a cheap business to, to run. Real estate has no overhead. (laughs) Uh, if you want to do this job right, it's got overhead and you've got to pour money into your business to make money. You know, it's no different than any other business. You got to spend money to make money. Right. So, uh, those are, those are the, the four myths as I call them. So again, easy money, flexible schedule, you know, um, uh, business will come naturally. And then finally, just that it's a cheap business to run and, they're all myths, all myths, if you're going to do it right. Yeah, no doubt about it. So talk to me about the five pillars. Yeah. So I'm going to, my disclaimer on this is I'm going to give you five pillars of what I call astonishing, kind of the, the pillars to astonishing success in real estate and accelerated success, really. Uh, and I think that if people go into this business with these five pillars in place, um, they will uh, they have every reason to do really well. Okay. Number one is people need to know their why, why are they even in the field of real estate? What is it that excites them, that drives them? Uh, and if the answer is money, that is not a good answer because money is definitely part of why we do it. But if it is the reason, what are you going to do when the money's not there? Kevin, are there times that the money's not there? Yeah, turns out there is, yeah. Yes, there is. So if your passion is money and if your desire is to do this business for money, pretty hard to get through a dry spell. Yeah. If that's it, your motivation. I, I totally agree. And, and you know, my experience in 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 just business and life and especially in this business is it's not it's never it really is almost never just the money anyways. It's like, what does that money do for you, right? Like that's that's the that's the key. Right. Absolutely. So, but know your why and be confident in what you're doing. My, is my, is my passion real estate? No, my passion is people. I love people. I love relationship. Real estate is my tool. It's my vehicle to get there, right? That said, I do love real estate. It's a blast. It's just not my why, right? The second thing is um, you've got to have money to get into this business, right? If you're going to start your business right, it goes back to that myth. It's a cheap business to run. It is not. If you're going to do it right, you've got to invest in your business. So what I tell people to do is have three to $5,000 to launch your business, like to everything from business cards to uh, maybe some advertising, social media, uh, getting your laptop, getting phones. I mean, all that sort of stuff and pour a lot of money into getting the word out, right? So I recommend having all that licensing fees um, and then have about six months of living expenses in, in the bank. Okay. Everything I'm talking 
housing, groceries, entertainment, gas, you name it, have it set aside because you're, you likely will need it in those first six months, right? Yep. At some point. So now I know there's a lot of people going, well, but I got my other job. I'm working another job. And that's fine. Again, it's not a bad thing. It's just that um, if you want to step out and do it full time, then that's a very important thing is to have the money in the bank to do it, right? Yep. Or three is uh, I recommend having an existing sphere of influence, right? Uh, I say at least have 100 people on a contact list if you can have that, very minimum. Um, people say, well, how do I build that list? Well, if you're fortunate like I was and you've been in your community for a while, you probably know more people than, than you're really thinking about and you're able to actually build a, a pretty good list. So my, my threshold for putting someone on my contact list, which is gold, a contact list is gold, guys. I can't say that enough. It's like you've got to put a contact list with names, phone numbers, and addresses, and email addresses if you can. It is gold, all right? So how do I decide who goes on that list? Um, I, if, if I were to run into somebody in the, in the uh, grocery store, would I have a conversation with them? If I would, they'd go on my list, all right? So th that, that shows there's some sort of chemistry there. There's some sort of interaction that we've had. There is a relationship of some sort, and uh, they go on the list. Um, so that list is, is gold, and so I say if you've got at least 100 people on there, it's doing pretty good. Now, studies will show, actually, and Kevin, I don't know if you've heard this number before, but studies will show for every name that you have on that contact list, um, if you have three touches with them every month, okay? Now, a touch would be a phone call, a text, an email, uh, a mailer, a coupon you send them, what have you. If you can have three touches with these people, every one of them on that list, you should make around $1,000 per name on the contact list per year in gross commission, okay? So if you have 100 people on that list, theoretically, and the research shows, if you play that list right, hence the reason we need money to put into our business, if you play that right, you should make 100,000 gross commission in a year, okay? So for me, that's been true every year, every year. And so it's just a matter of, of learning how to do that, that stuff the right way. But you've, uh, you've got to have uh, an existing sphere if you want the accelerated, um, accelerated rate of growth. Yep, no doubt. Uh, you know, that's, I think that's, um, I love the simplicity of that. That's a great, you know, I, I hadn't heard that, uh, that number, but it, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, it's, I've heard others that are similar, similar enough, but different. Um, the fact of the matter is it, it really can be that simple. So what I found is the most successful people in our industry and, and across industries keep it very simple. It's not overly complex. Uh, and I, th I love that cause that's a super simple way to look at it. And it's also a super simple way to go, Hey, if you want to make say more than a hundred thousand, if you wanted 150,000 or 200,000, you now have a formula at least to work from as a baseline that is, that is very simple for pretty much anybody to understand. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's been very, it's been a great way. Something else you said this week on uh, earlier in the week, you guys had talked about uh, new agents controlling what's controllable, right? And the idea that um, there's a lot of goals people make that they don't control. 
I mean, I think you guys had said, you know, they, they look at the number of deals they want to put together in a year. Um, you, you don't control how many deals are going to come together. What you control is how many notes you write and how many phone calls you make and how many, how many handwritten notes you send out and um, text. And that's the stuff you control. Open houses, right? So um, you can't control how many sides you're going to close. But when you are following a formula that you have in place, that stuff will come. It will come. And those numbers will reflect that. But that's, you're not, you're just doing what you're supposed to do. You know, it's, it's funny you bring that up. Uh, I hadn't shared this with anybody yet, but there's a, there's a podcast I've been listening to. Um, there's the guy who's actually a guest on, on the show. He's not in real estate. He's got a company that quite literally has a million subscribers to his email newsletter that goes out daily. Um, it's, it's become a huge business and he's got this other project and he's been involved in many other businesses. Even this other guy who, who've owned it who's owned plenty of tech companies. Um, they were literally talking about that, the control, the controllables. This came out, I don't know, a day or two after we, Fred and I actually recorded that, that podcast you just referenced that we made. And they were, it's funny to listen to these guys who are very smart. They're in Silicon Valley. Um, extremely wealthy gentlemen, they are talking about like the name of their show is like million dollar ideas and they are talking about inputs and outputs, which is basically, you know, trying to judge their, you know, the employees of these larger organizations based on, in my words, activities, you know, or control the controllables. What are the activities you can do? Send it, how many notes you send, how many phone calls you make, text messages you send, Popeyes you do, open houses you do, et cetera. And I thought, gosh, you know, I'm so lucky to have gotten this education in the real estate business because this is the same type of problems that bigger businesses are wondering about too. Cause you can't judge people. You can't give out raises based on the results because they don't control the results. Right. And another key I say too, with this fear is that, that, you know, people will often put their lists in a hot, warm and cold or an A, B and C. Everybody on my list is an A lister. Every single person. People say, well, I'm going to send some stuff to these people every month and these people sometimes and these people maybe once a year. Don't do that because you don't know when someone on your C list is actually an A lister. And whenever you're hitting all these people equally, that's good. And yeah. you control that. And that's like you're saying, these big companies are looking at the same thing, right? It's, and this is, this is a business. This isn't, it's a hobby for some people. It's not for me. If you want to make it a business, you have to treat it like it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I gave you the first three, right? I'll hit the other two real quick. Yeah. Got to end up in the right brokerage, right? So uh, there's a lot of brokerages out there scrambling for a heartbeat, right? And um, you don't want to end up in a place that'll take anybody. Uh, we want to end up in a place that is meant, uh, is designed to help you succeed as a real estate agent. Um, what kind of coaching do they provide? What kind of mentoring? What, what do you get for your, your desk fee? What are they doing in the community to market it? Are they well known in the community? Do they have a great reputation? Those are all things. Not, you know, people say, well, you know, I want to spend as little as possible. Okay, well, have at it. But you're probably going to make pretty little as possible too. Or you, you might. There's exceptions, I understand. So yep. we'll probably get emails from people say that's not the case for me. And that's fine. It's just that you, again, get what you pay for sometimes. And uh, you want to make sure you're in a place that's going to support you and, and help you as you're starting off. Because uh, if you're not in the right place, it's it's not a good thing. And then 
the last one is this people that that fifth pillar is just to be teachable be humble and teachable and be a sponge and learn as much as you can and um you know you're you have a great opportunity to do well so those those uh, five pillars again then is to know your why have some money to actually build your business number three is have an existing sphere or work that sphere up number four end up in a great brokerage for you and then number five remain teachable and you know you have those five pillars and you actually are set up to do really well in real estate every pillar you take away doesn't mean you can't do the business at all right maybe you don't have a sphere but you've got the money to carry you while you are working open houses. Maybe you can spend money online leads. I'm not a huge fan of online leads, but a lot of people do that. I just thankfully don't, don't need to do that too much. But um, you know, if, if you've got those things in place, then that's great. If you don't, then you just need to work a little harder to build those things up, get to a point where you can succeed. Yeah, that's uh, that's solid, solid advice. Okay. So talk to me about, because uh, I can see it there right over your shoulder, top-notch top notch agents. And you kind of referenced earlier, you know, you're, you're at a point now where you are for the first time considering a team. Is that, are those two things have to do with each other? Well, here's the deal. Going back to my passion and my why of being people, um, the, the people are my why. Um, and I love to see people succeed, Kevin. I love to see people blow their business out of the water. We're not, this doesn't need to be competition for all of us. There's plenty of real estate for everybody. Let's just help each other kill it in business. So um, I had some great mentoring and again, um, being at the group real estate and being in the Ninja organization program really inspired me to realize that, you know, let's take care of each other. And so what I realized is that, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of people out there who are excited to be in real estate but they don't have the coaching and mentoring that they need to have. And there's a lot of smaller brokerages and you have managing brokers who uh, don't have the time. They want to mentor and coach and help people, but they don't have the time. And so I thought, what can we do to help agents, new agents and agents looking to reboot their business? What can we do to help them out? So created topnotchagents.com. This is a subscription program every month. It's a, it's a monthly subscription. And when you log into the program, it gives you a checklist for the day to do. Very granular, okay? So whereas a lot of coaching and mentoring is very high level and motivational, there's a place for that and it's great, but we are granular. This is what you do today. Okay, this is what you do tomorrow. So there's a checklist. You check off the list as you go. You've got to finish week one before you can go to week two. Um, lots of videos, blogs, original stuff for us to help people out. Every, every uh, week we do host uh, kind of a weekly check-in. It's a Zoom conference and everyone can log in. And if we sometimes we'll just kind of go through different case studies with people. Other times it's me sharing some thoughts. And But we have about 30 minutes on every Monday that we do that. Um, and so, you know, I think we've got something really unique. I mean, we've got, there's a lot of coaching programs out there, but many of them, like I said, are motivational. And uh, we want, we want, we want to encourage people that they can do this job. And not only that, but let's show you how to do it and walk it through with you. So 
that's the idea behind Top Notch is very uh, others focused. Hopefully our, our goal is to have people just kill it. And I'm absolutely 100% convinced. People say, well, what are your numbers, right? Well, I will tell you that we're very new and we're just getting started. Uh, but we've got a handful of people who are, who are on it and they love it. It's been very successful for them as far as they get to the end of the day and they go, man, I'm, I was, I was, I accomplished stuff today. They knew what they were doing. Right. So that, that's a lot, but I guarantee you, because if you do these things that we're telling you, you will kill it in this business. I'm 100% convinced, but, um, you know, you just got to build habits. It's about building habits and doing the right stuff, the basic stuff. Yeah. I was, it's funny. I was telling someone yesterday who's not in the industry, um, that so many agents just literally show up to the office or don't and just don't know what to do. They literally just don't like it. They, they draw a blank, right? They probably, you know, intrinsically know they should pick up the phone, maybe log into the CRM and see who they should follow up with. But it's like, they don't know what to do. And so adding that little bit of structure. Uh, so I love the idea there of like, Hey, these are the things you're doing today. That's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of genius in the simplicity of that. And, and so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of that. So that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Absolutely. And I would encourage people go to topnotchagents.com. Check it out. Uh, we have a three, a three day trial. It's free. Don't even have to put a credit card in there. Uh, log in and get your first week and, and get off the ground. See what it's all about. Um, we're helping you build your social media. We're helping you build your website. Uh, talking through those things, telling you how to meet with your broker, what to ask about, uh, getting clarity, you know, I mean, it's just, and then getting into the flow with people. So it's pretty basic stuff. Hey, it might work for people who may not. It's fine. We're all different. We want to make sure that people who are utilizing the program are committed. If you're committed, uh, it's going to work for you. Well, that's awesome, man. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. Um, well, John, I, I appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule today and sharing that with us. Is there any last parting shots or comments or something I should have asked you before we get going today? <laughs> no, man, I think you covered it. Um, it's just that real estate is, is a fantastic business to be in. And we truly have an opportunity to walk people through difficult transactions, big decisions. Think about the fact that someone invites you along to make the largest financial decision many of them will ever make. And you have an opportunity to, to take their hand and walk with them through that and uh, get to the end of the day and, and uh, have new friends on to boot. Right. Yeah. So um, just, I don't think we should ever forget the honor and the privilege it is to work with people. Uh, we don't sell a product. We sell an experience and that's what we've got to stay on top of every single day. Awesome. Well, John, thanks so much. I appreciate you taking the time to be here. And uh, Next Level Agents, we will, we will talk to you again soon. Take it easy. Thanks so much. Take care. Ow! Hey, it's Kevin and Fred. Do you have a referral for us here in Phoenix? There are 30,000 agents here that you could send them to. Why us? Well, for one thing, we'll keep you updated and you'll never have to track down your commission. We'll also make you look really good to your client. And best of all, it helps us keep all this content free. So go to kevinandfred.com slash referral to make the introduction. We'll take great care of them.